everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What Are You Talking About? I'm your host, Ellen Musu, and if you're returning here, thanks so much, and if you're here for the first time, welcome. Episode one was a quick intro into who I am and what I want to talk about in this series, and as of this moment, officially, podcast episodes will be put out on not only YouTube, but also on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and... Spotify. So check those platforms online and hopefully one of the platforms that you follow on has my has my message. But if you want any more visualistic or curated content, YouTube and Instagram will be the place for that. So make sure you follow, like, subscribe, do your thing, and I look forward to seeing you. So for episode two, I have a guest that is near and dear to my heart, someone that some of you might know. His name is William Thompson. William is a software engineer and a fellow global citizen. He's a watch fanatic, a Chick-fil-A addict, and his favorite drink is a margarita. He also happens to be my boyfriend. Welcome to the show, William Thompson. Hey, thanks for having me. How's it going? Um, I guess it's chill so far. What do you got for me? It's been a while. I haven't seen you. I've seen you in... Probably the last hour, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, I thought it was kind of cheesy to have William here on the show, but he's a perfect first candidate for my questions, and hopefully you guys get some understanding of what the show will be like moving forward with other guests. So William, my first question for you. Are you a nerd or a geek, and what's the difference? See, the funny part is, I was going to ask you the same question. I don't think I've ever heard of a difference between a nerd and a geek. I think just people who are smart in general have a certain stigma, but like whether or not, I don't even know what the difference is. I couldn't tell you, honestly. I feel like in my mind, and maybe this is juvenile, but nerds have glasses and high pants, (laughs) like, like Steve Urkel kind of, and geeks are more... You know, they're really smart people. They work with computers. They work with robots, that type of thing. Sure, I guess you could say that, but I don't think, even at work, I don't think I've ever seen anyone referred to as a geek before. But, yeah, I get you, though. So are you a nerd or a geek? Uh, I guess I would say a geek. That's if I had to pick one of the two. Another characteristic that I feel like is common with nerds and geeks is that neither play sports or enjoy sports. Um, for you, that's not the case. What did What did you play when you were in school? Yeah, so in school I played rugby, and um, I think sports in general, it's just been part of my life since I was a kid. I think soccer, just being a person from Africa, is probably my favorite sport, though. That's something I wanted to cover with you today, actually. Why? I think when the World Cup comes around, so we're in World Cup season right now, it's in Qatar, um, I feel like there's a lot of secret soccer fans that come about. Why does the World Cup bring these out, and do these people actually like soccer all the time? Well, I think it's kind of two categories, right? Because I think when you look at seasonal soccer fans, it's usually during the World Cup or some major competition where the U.S. is involved, at least in this case, right? Because if you think about it, a lot of people just want a sport to say that I'm rooting for my country. So in general, when you have that kind of thing going on, whenever a major competition like the World Cup comes about, it's not that these are people who, you know like soccer they're just more patriotic and they don't mind it so you have that group of people then you have the other group of people that maybe they used to play their dad used to play or something like that and in general those people will kind of have an interest for the sport but not be that serious but when it's like a serious competition you know they want to show up and support i just know the difference of 
interest, obviously, from the United States to other countries in the world is is very, I would say, drastic almost. I mean, we like football, American football, right, the, exactly. the oval ball, and we like basketball. But soccer, you can play without much equipment. So around the world, it's a lot more... Yeah, I would say it's a lot easier to get access to. I mean, two slippers and, you know, some kind of round ball, and that's it. Two slippers? Two slippers, yeah. So, you... like, <laughs> as a kid in Sierra Leone, we used to have people that used to take off their off box or their slippers, right? And they would make, like, two goals with it. So you just needed a ball and just kids' shoes, and that's how you'd play. So you basically just need a marker. That's your goal. Yeah, exactly. Just any kind of post, two of them, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, the kit and equipment required for something like American football, you need pads. You oh, yeah, need pads, helmet, you know, cleats. It's Yeah, soccer, I mean, you could go barefoot. That's almost the best way to do it. Right, exactly. It's still fun either way. Yeah. Okay. So I know that you grew up most of your life, childhood in Africa. And one question I had for you is, nearing the holiday season, um, just for some context for you listeners, William frequently judges the American things that I do and (laughs) (laughs) makes fun of me for doing small things like decorating for Christmas or thinking that puppies are cute and I should give them a treat. So I guess my question for you is, William, what is the the African or Sierra Leonean perspective on Christmas decorations? I mean, Christmas decorations, honestly, I feel like people will put them up just because they do it in Europe and America. And it's kind of like a commercialized aspect of Christmas. But in terms of every single person having decorations, it's kind of like, eh, it'll be out commercially, but not maybe in people's homes. But is it like such a big event? Like, do they have tree lightings and parades? Oh, yeah. No, seriously. So across the beach, right, especially Lumley Beach, which is kind of like a beach that's closest to, you know, a lot of the suburbs in Freetown. It's like the entire, I don't know how many mile it is, stretch is just lined with Christmas lights at night. And you've got different hotels and stuff like that on the beach. So it does look kind of nice. And there's parties going on 24-7. Basically, the whole country parties during Christmas. Okay. So pretty similar. Yeah. So that means you'll judge me less about Christmas lights moving forward. Not not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> the way the way it's done over here is a little bit excessive. All right. And one thing I also don't understand, and I I've asked this for years, but maybe I can ask you cuz you're a guy. Right. I'm trying to understand what is the relationship with men and their barbershop? Like why is it so it's such a secret society, and I feel like <laughs> these guys, they get haircuts every couple weeks, and it's all about your shape up, and I, as a girl, I mean, I don't really get haircuts that often. I know some people get them every month or so, or every two months, but what's the big deal? Well, I think having a fresh fade and a nice shape up, I mean, when you really think about it, it's just really how you represent yourself to the world, right? It's your hair, it's your style, it it says a lot about you without you saying a single word. So a lot of people will usually like to have a fresh shape up, you know, a cut every two weeks, every three weeks, and just kind of maintain it just because it's how you look. I mean, people just take pride in it. When it comes to the way people speak and interact at a barbershop, like fundamentally, it's just, it's... It's a place where everyone is your same gender or everyone is a guy, demographic-wise. And in that case, you can automatically relate on certain, you know, things and topics where I'm pretty sure it's the same thing at a salon. It's basically the guy's version of a salon, but I guess faster in terms of how long you'd be there. I just feel like the difference is the frequency. Like, if you see these guys every two weeks, you might have a chance to become friends with some of the people that go anyways. That is true. Not even your hairstylist. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I mean, your barber, you're always going to have a good relationship with oh, them. Oh, because... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you don't want to piss off the barber, right? Because he's touching your head and he can, you know, 
screw up your life for two weeks. But in general, though, I think, yeah, because you see people every so often, it's like you know their names after a certain point. It, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like a hangout spot. And the barbershop that you go to has an app, right? Oh, yeah, we book on the app. You choose which barber you want. Hopefully you stick between the same one or two, and that's pretty much it. You just schedule it. So guys getting haircuts so frequently is not necessarily about how long their hair is, but it's more so the line, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even say that it's one over the other. I think they both play sort of an important role. I think it just depends on how you like to have your hair look. I just remember being a kid and my brother, having nothing to make fun of, would say, aha, that's why your hairline's messed up. And I was like, (laughs) girls don't have hairlines. We don't have to worry about that. But I know for guys, it's like a thing of pride. Like if you have a bad haircut, your your life is ruined for a couple weeks. Well, I mean, it depends on how seriously you take it. I think for the most part, people don't want their normal routine to be messed up and, you know, that kind of thing for two weeks. But in general... As kids, people make those jokes just to sort of make fun of someone and laugh. It's not necessarily a thing that people take dear, you know what I mean? Well, I am jealous of the lack of maintenance required for men's hair. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would just get frustrated at seeing my mom struggle with my hair, not knowing what to do with it. Should it be in braids? Should it be straight? And so he would just buzz it. He would just get rid of it. And I've actually seen a lot of young girls have that same issue because they just want to run around and be crazy. It's easier for them to have short hair almost. Yeah. You you end up with people saying, you know what, screw it. It's easier to just shave the head than like actually give them like a style. When did you transition from getting your hair cut by your parents to getting your hair cut in a barbershop? Oh, I, if, if that even ever happened, I don't know about it. I think ever since I could remember, it's been at a barbershop. So basically, it's like it's like girls would, would usually have someone else do their hair, blah, blah, blah. But for guys, most of the time, I mean, there are people out there who have had their hair cut by someone in their family. But a lot of times, boys go to the barbershop, I think, pretty early. Like by the time you're like five, maybe, you're, you're already going. And when do the fancy hot towels come in? Uh, the hot towels, that's just... It's not at every barbershop. That just depends on where you go, who your barber is, and so on. I'm obviously speaking from my context given in movies. I've never really been to... So the Hot Towels barbershops, that's nice, and that's like a movie-style barbershop, but some places do it and some places don't. It's not like a... It's not a standard. So the average everyday haircut does not include a spa treatment? No, not at all. (laughs) I mean, that's why our cuts take, what, 35, 40 minutes, and it's done. There was a lady who worked across from my hairstylist at the salon... And it always bothered me. She always would cater to men. She usually gave Mm -hmm. haircuts to men. And whenever they would come in, the first step in their haircut was she would give them a massage. And I remember... That is a nice barber. No, I remember thinking it was so weird because she was this like middle-aged lady who just seemed like she was creepily rubbing the shoulders of every guy that came in. Like, if you went to get a haircut, I wouldn't want you to get a massage from some lady. That's weird. I mean, if they want to give it, hey. I, I thought that she was kind of creepy and those were her like future dates yeah i don't think i've ever had a guy massage my shoulders in the yeah if it was a guy if it was a guy would you want a massage Uh, maybe not i i honestly just want to get my cut and leave you know what i mean maybe talk a little but you know (laughs) definitely not a massage it's almost the same thing as girls getting their nails done like some people like talking and having a relationship with the person and some people just want to get in and out like for me when i go in during lunch I don't necessarily have tons of time to talk, but sometimes it is nice to have a chat because you're with that person for like an hour. Right, and you see them regularly. So it's kind of like they get updates on your life from random situations. Just like the movies. 
Well, yeah, if you stick with the same person. I, it's not wise to switch your barber or hairdresser every two weeks. That's kind of that's kind of risky. I feel like for guys, it's a thing of trust. Like, oh, yeah. And me, too, for girls. It's important to have someone that you know will take care of your hair. Of course. I mean, if, if I have one barber, this, this is how it works with guys, at least the, the ones who are smart. You have your main barber, and then you've got your secondary barber. Then you've got some last barber. resort, like, hey, like, it's crunch time. I got to have a cut. There's no other reason, no other way. Boom, go with this guy. But, like, you see that guy maybe once a year, max. So it's really your main and your side barber. So can I go to the barbershop with you and learn all these things? I mean, you can't. I just don't feel like you'd be comfortable. (laughs) That's still a no. Good to know. (laughs) All right, William. Well, thank you for popping in on episode two of What Are You Talking About? A podcast about nothing. I think we got some good insight into the secret world of the guys with their haircuts and barbershops. And I hope you follow, like, and subscribe, William. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can't wait to see this. Thanks for having me. And again, if you've made it to the end of this podcast episode, I know that you are a true fan and lover of this podcast. So thank you for your support. Keep track of updates on all social platforms and comment below if you have any post ideas or topics that you'd like me to cover. Have a great rest of your week.